Hello, and welcome to FIRST Healthcare Compliance Podcasts. I am Catherine Short, Partnership Marketing Specialist. At FIRST Healthcare Compliance, we help you with a comprehensive compliance management solution tailored to your business, a hospital, hospital network, healthcare practice of any size, billing company, or skilled nursing facility. As part of our complimentary educational series, we bring you experts from around the country to discuss relevant topics in the healthcare industry. Today, we will be discussing emergency crisis defense with Tay Sangpong, founder and CEO of Neztech Solutions. Tay Sangpong has extensive experience in information technology. He specialized in software and tech um, telecommunications industry and is an expert in global network communications. He received a master's degree in computer science from Villanova University, specializing in networking design and architecture. Mr. Sangpong's previous career experience includes MCI WorldCom and Verizon Corporation. This hands-on experience provided him with the foresight to create a company that provides clients with a single communications tool, SIMC, Safety Information Multimedia Communications. SIMC connects corporate and staff without the burden of operational costs usually associated with safety compliance programs. His previous experience includes the design and implementation of the first electronic toll easy pass system in the U.S., the 2000 Republican Convention, New Jersey Library and Public School Systems, major financial institutions, 9-11 Disaster Recovery and Verizon Data Center and Network Operations Center, a testament to Mr. Sangpalm's knowledge, persistence, and focus on delivering the correct technology solutions for each client. Neztech Solutions Incorporated is an innovative business that provides a scientific-based approach to communication, enabling corporations to meet regulatory compliance and delivery of corporate messaging. They deliver real-time visual communications to strengthen corporate effectiveness in the area of safety and compliance for complex and multi-environment workplace. So, Tay, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, so we know you're an expert in workplace communication, and now you have a company that provides advanced compliance communication to businesses. So today we're discussing emergency crisis defense. So the agenda today, we're going to discuss why it's important to have a more proactive emergency evacuation plan in place and why most existing communications in the workplace are failing, and also how to prepare your workplace to be ready for uncertain situations. So to start the topic today, let's talk about emergency crisis crisis defense. So what is that? Okay, first of all, uh, uh, thank you so much, Catherine, for having me, including into this podcast. And thank you for the wonderful introduction that you just made all about me. I almost forgot what I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh-huh. Based on my experience, uh, emergency crisis at workplace can be defined as a situation that causes a major disruption to a daily business operation, either caused by natural disaster or human actions. As a result, emergency crisis defense it, in my opinion, is a plan that put in place to undertake in the face of emergency to keep the business operating and working without losing life or productivity. Eventually, it's more like a business continuity. Okay, got it. And so can you tell me, 
how did you get involved in this and maybe some of the previous project you worked on in this? Sure, certainly. Uh, I would be happy to, as you mentioned, uh, after graduate from uh, with my master degree in computer science, I am an engineer and a scientist by trade. I worked for one of the largest, I mean, research and development telecommunication company for a little over 10 years. Then I left to start my business. I mean, Nestec Solution. Back then, I was a, I was responsible for infrastructure design aspect for some of the major projects that everybody, I mean, kind of using every day. Easy Pass, uh, 9-11 disaster recovery, and global financial institution. I mean, Citibank, Bank of America, uh, Merle Lynch, and whatnot. What I meant in the term of infrastructure design uh, is, is everything that goes behind the scene to make sure that business can communicate effectively, efficiently, and safely in transmitting any information from A to B. Okay, got it. My goodness. Um, boy, that sounds very complex. So how long did it take you to, um, to, to take that on, or to how long did it take you? Well, I can give you, a, I mean, an example like an easy pass project. It took my teams about three and a half years to complete uh, the, I mean, to be able to launch the first electronic tow booth. The first tow booth, it was open in Delaware. We needed to make sure that all transactions were transmitted properly from the tow booth to the data center, to the government agency, to the customer service, and so on. We have to take into account all the possible scenarios that could jeopardize the communications. And we proactively have to be ready for any unexpected situation. Uh, you can imagine just like uh, when you go home, you turn on the light in your house and you expect the light to come on. Or when you turn on a faucet, you expect the running water. We have to decide the system to be ready for any uncertainty and make sure it runs as if it was normal when emergency strikes. Gosh, yes. So it seems like there is so much more than meets the eye. Yeah, you never you have to think about all possibilities. So considering this is so diverse and complex, it seems like it could be applied to so many a variety of industries. So so how does this apply then? How do we apply this into um, healthcare and the healthcare industries? So that's a very, very good question, uh, Catherine. Uh, to, to tie back to the healthcare industry, it is essential to understand that to have an effective communication in a large facility and complex workplace, healthcare facilities like hospitals, they are no different. In fact, um, the, the nature of its business and environment impose more challenge than any other businesses. Now you are talking about rules, regulations, policy, private information, and whatnot. When an emergency occurs in a place like hospital, not only does it disrupt the business, but also it could impact life and death of the patient, physician, nurses, employee, family, visitor. Naturally, what happens is people are in a different state of mind when they are in a hospital. They are more prone to all vulnerabilities around them. Yes, yes. So, so then how do we, how do we apply this then in today's world and, and this thought process then? So the, the most important part in the emergency crisis defense is to eliminate all the confusion, 
We are living in the best time of our civilization, where we have so many access to the information at our fingertips. Guess what? It makes us to believe that we have information we need until we need and find out that at the moment we don't have it. We can almost say that we are overloaded with information. Business must do a better job. I mean, to take the information out of the bad information, especially during an emergency. Business must have a robust plan that can communicate clearly to the people in what happened and what to do next during the emergency, not before or after. It has to move fast and fix things. So, so can you explain to us then if if everything is like moving so fast and there's so much information and then then how come how come sometimes it fails? Why why if there's so much information why why would current systems fail? Sure, I mean as we see, I mean time after time we all witness that. I mean from 9/11 to San Bernardino and to Las Vegas event tragedy that happened recently. Believe it or not, I have the firsthand experience to see that. When people panic, they forget. When the emergency situation like that happens, we all are asking for some type of communication to tell us what happened and what to do next. Imagine if we had a real-time visual guidance to communicate with people in that type of situation. How helpful would that be? Over the years, business seemed to be good, and I mean collecting all the data and stats. From the trainings and survey and so on. However, what we're failing is most call, most current solutions often create a passive response and do not take into account human behavior. They are lacking of features and function that can be adaptable, nimble, and flexible to address uncertainty. Business today is dealing with so many parameters in equation, from diverse culture of people. Large facility, complex facility, working under the pressure environment, and for this instance, hospital are dealing with all types of people who most likely to be under a lot of pressures. At right. the moment, there is no one simple and unified communication platform that people can rely on for the critical messages until now. Right. So, so with that in mind, and with The, with these varied type of people and with the, these pressures, and um, so how do you exactly do you measure that? What do you suggest? How do we address that? So based on my experience, I mean, we found that I mean three root causes of the ineffective communication. First, we all are different. I mean, you, Catherine, me, or even all my staff and employee, we all are have the human limitation. Second. Mm -hmm. We have the complacency. We tendency to have complacency, too much, too often of information, and that create our make us to be complacent. And last but not least, out of sight, out of mind. People only do things when people see. I mean, without seeing that all the time, they likely to forget and don't know how to use it when the right time coming. Anything to do with the critical messages and emergency. Um, Must be reinforced at all time, 24 by 7, in a way that people can simply understand. We we must find a better tool uh, to communicate with people. That tool needs to take into account human psychology and behavior. You almost have to present this into the face 
I mean into people face days in and days out. Repetition, repetition, repetition. The measure can be done by the simulating a real situation randomly and see what kind of reaction we receive during the emergency testing. Because at the end, again, what matter in the face of emergency is how business handle a disruption and moving forward. We have to move fast and fix things, save lives. So, so can you can you really save lives if everyone in the healthcare industry or if other industries have have to do this, or if they took this approach or used this system? Uh, yes, definitely. I mean, the thing is, people will be much much better to be informed, aware, and educated with especially with all critical messages and emergency. Not only we do reduce, not only do we reduce the risk. We also provide the protection to the business itself. Business must be an open mind to take on new technology with a forward thinking. Workplace of the future must take into account human behavior to create a more engaging, you know, and uh, active participants. We have to understand who the audience are, what demographic they are. Are they young people? Are they old? Can that, uh, are they disabled people? Can they speak English or can, they cannot speak English? Business must think more cohesively about workspace, workplace, working environment. Why do we need certain things around us at the workplace? What is the real purpose of every element around us? That's the, that's the question that people need to take into account on every single day life. So, so is this a realistic goal for for the world and and for our places? I mean, if we can integrate all the data and information more effectively into the real situation, yes, it is definitely. Okay. Um, so, so how would you how would you um, say we would uh, talk about this in in a nutshell? Then, any um, how to reach beyond a takeaway to make us think differently about this than than before we we were discussing this like because these are all so so many new ideas and something to think about it's very interesting yeah i mean the the, the thing is i have to admit one thing that i'm an engineer i like technology okay i mean that's the whole point i'm an engineer and i like technology however what we have seen recently in the past 10 years 15 years technology become the problem itself and i don't believe in the any technology that I mean, giving, making become the burden and I mean, giving people, I mean, the, the hard time to really utilize it. So therefore, I would suggest that business have to be more open-minded and be more creative with the new technologies. There are, they have to look closer to what exactly they try to achieve and accomplish by using that technology. They have to find a way to measure the technology that they're planning to use. Think about how 21st century technologies can really help, help, help you and help everybody that who listening to this podcast. Do you have to think in a new way that, I mean, how this can help you to the new world, enhance your communication and system overall to, to, to improve your ability to do the work. Without effective communication, nothing else matters. Good technology is supposed to improve our life without becoming the burden. So moving forward to your days, just pay attention 
to have every single element that you see around you. It meant to communicate something with a purpose. That's I I would wrap that up. I mean that way. Very 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 good. Well, this is really really interesting food for thought. You're doing really really amazing interesting things. Um, how do how do our listeners how do they get in communication with you and and with uh, Nestec uh, Technologies? How do they how do they find you? Well, I mean solutions. Yeah, sure. I mean, normally, I mean, I mean, they can contact us through our web website on the www.nestex.com. And I, I will pass this along to one of my co-workers. Uh, her name is Charlotte Whiteman. And she can be the uh, person that, I mean, give you some information about that. Okay. Thank you, Tay, for giving us that insight. And thank you, Catherine, for hosting us on this webinar. Um, yes, thank you, Charlotte. Yes. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. So if you would like to contact us further, you can find us at www.neztex.com. And you can email me as the contact person. That's charlotte.whiteman. W-H-I-T-E-M-A-N at neztex.com. Okay, great. And do, do we find, can we find you on any um, social media areas? Are you on LinkedIn at all or, or other places like that? Or should we just go straight to your uh, website? You can go to our website. You can also find us on LinkedIn under Neztex Solutions. You can find us on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook. Okay. Great. Wonderful. Great. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll look for you um, on those those other formats there. And uh, thank you so much. And thank you so much to our listeners also for joining us today. And um, we'll look for you in other, other podcasts and, uh, and other formats there. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for everyone. Yeah. Thank you so All much, right. Catherine. Thank you. Thank you, Tay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.